Well, welcome to another podcast, midweek podcast, right here at Crossroads Community Church. It is good to have you with us. We're glad that you've tuned in, clicked the old button, and uh, it is Pastor Eddie and I. I am Steve Hollis, and uh, that is Pastor Eddie Hammond across from me. It's good to see you today. Thank you, Stevie. That's the name I'm going by today. I have aliases, but that's what I'm using today. That's right. That's right. That's good to... It's good to always come back to a centered one, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And it sure was uh, great to be in church with the family and, and then get to hug, smear around on them. It's great looking out there seeing them. Yeah, it was. It was good to... Not that after it wasn't great for three months looking at you and Mike... Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't make any response. Well, we couldn't because it was we, we'd get it. We'd be in the recording and stuff. So you, you know, know, if I just... had to do over with, hmm. if I had, if if we have to go back, I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get some paper or those cutouts of people. Some cutouts. Do the we leadership have... team. I'm gonna get cutouts oh. of the leadership team. Oh, I have see. them sitting out here. Well, you better put their wives in there too. Might, no, might I don't help know about that. Bring a little bit of. of uh, well, uh... that might bring some <laughs> little class to the. Because I think all them guys married up. Oh. Every stinking one of them, including oh. myself. So oh. I have to say that today. So. Oh, it's it's good. It, it is it is a little bit. Um, it was good to have people in the house, of course, to be able to express worship with to express um, the passion of the word towards and for them to then respond. And even though we couldn't see uh, a lot of response from their face, we, we did see in the raising of their hands yeah. and, and the understanding and the fact that they were, you know, that, and I say that they, that you, uh, those that are listening right now, that are, were a part of that. And, and then not only did we have a, a very good crowd, both, both services, um, I had, very uh, decent numbers. I mean, for and first they, time back, and, and they really followed protocol. I appreciate did. that. We also had a a, a number of around oh, 70 or eighty plus that were online. Yeah, and nobody watching. got mad and threw any chairs or nothing. Punched anybody because they had to wear a mask or anything. <laughs> That's good. That's happening, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that it's happening, but I'm sure that that uh, places that there is. I guess I haven't heard about it but um, uh, I will say this that that it's Sam's and I don't mean to correlate this with Sam's and say that it's happening at Sam's because I don't know that it is I just know that they post a deputy sheriff that next to the person that checks you in with your card to make sure your membership is all good yeah because they're well the reason why I'm mentioning this is that Jude and I walked in uh, last Monday and uh, I showed the gal my my card and then i glanced next to the to the uh, both for wearing mask yeah glanced next to the deputy sheriff which was a woman and she had a mask on that had the bear the biggest cheesiest smile. teeth showing smile on her mask and i couldn't help myself i said i said uh, hey thanks for the smile <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of gave me a thumbs yeah, up, yeah. and Jude laughed, and uh, so yeah, that was. Well, I've that seen was some good. creative masks. Fun. Um, Dina, uh, was our friend that moved to Florida, gave me a mask uh, at the wedding that said, "You know what it says on it? If you can read this, you're too close." <laughs> That's what the mask says. <laughs> You've seen those bumper stickers, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
if you can read this, you're too, too close. close. Uh, yeah, anyhow. Well, it, 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 in saying all of that, we are glad to have been able to open up the doors. Uh, we have waited. We've, we will see what the future um, has in store. But listen, here's the most important thing that you're going to glean from what we just talked about. We are the church, capital C, not because we go to crossroads, but because we are a part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We are the church, and we are going to remain the church as long as we are connected to the branch, to the branch of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we, um, or the vine, rather, and we are the branches, and he is the vine. So we're connected to him and connected to the the understanding that he is not only the Savior and Messiah that has come, but is the Savior and Messiah that is coming. Amen. We are the church, and we will remain the church, whether we are inside this building or whether we are at home worshiping and praising from there. And of course, Let's Christ, stay connected. Christ's words echo in our ears what he told Peter, and the gates of hell will not prevail against Amen. the church. Amen. It will always be the church. That's it. And that is truly uh, the message of the time. Um, don't get bewildered by this. Please don't get bewildered by this coronavirus. I know that it is easy to do. But get your, uh, get your eyes back on the Word. Uh, st- listen to these podcasts. Listen to the, the, the sermon again. Uh, um, study um, the Word and, and ask before you do that, pray and ask the Lord to open up the words of for wisdom and, and clarity as you do read it. And He will. Mm, it's the living sure. and breathing Word of God. Yeah. Sorry about that. i got got some stuff that I've piled up over there that's fallen. <laughs> Maybe you've heard that over to the side. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in saying all of that, um, let's have a word of prayer. And as we move into talking about last week's message. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for your word. Um, thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the fact that that we um, acknowledge uh, through being um, servants of the Most High God, uh, acknowledge the fact that we have been given Jesus as our Messiah, saving us from sin and condemnation. Lord, I pray that we'll stay connected to you. Now, I pray, Lord, that you would be with us as we do this podcast, that your name would be lifted up, that the words that would need to be talked about as far as uh, the, the special words that, that each person needs to hear uh, will be um, impactful for them. And so I pray that uh, the words of our mouth will be pleasing to you and Holy Spirit lead our way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that might be something we think about for the podcast is different sound effects to have. You yeah. Know, we've yeah. been outside with the birds singing, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be good. We had we had uh, a bag falling there and then when we were praying, your phone was buzzing was on it? the team on on the on the table there. So I was trying to keep my concentration. Well, that's hard. Yeah, that's I know. Hard. But that's okay. I, I think I did all right. Now, Pastor, we you had a, a message last week. It's called The Wonderful Mercy of God. Uh, it truly is uh, wonderful. Yeah, it's beyond yeah. our imagination. Oh, he is actually. so merciful. Talk about that today. Well, I started I started out with that clip from Les Miserables, and it's, it's off the chart 
spot on as far as Jean Valjean and the priest and he robbed him and the police caught him and brought him back in that. <laughs> so are you a big Matt? musical guy? No, I'm no, not. No, See, not a that's big musical guy. What's unusual <laughs> to me? But it's a very poignant. Uh, uh, oh my! Yeah, because he he told him he says you you, you belong to God. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, of course the story plays out. It that moment changed his life from being a hardened criminal, which he, it was bizarre. He was in, in, in prison 19 years for stealing bread to feed his sister's starving daughter. And that's all, that doesn't make sense to us as well. But nonetheless, that was uh, back at, at, during the French Revolution. But anyhow, uh, he went on and became a, a man that was full of compassion and helped people. And, uh, and that's God's mercy. The definition is mercy is God's inexhaustible and infinite compassion which he demonstrates to the miserable. And that's what we are without Christ. That's right. A lot of, you, a lot of people would never admit that, but that's who exactly we're. We're one of the miserable without him. Um, Ephesians 2, uh, 4 says, But God is so rich in mercy, he loved us so very much. And, you know, and I, I talked about John Newton, who was a slave trader that wrote Amazing Grace and how God came into his life with his mercy and, and changed him as well. And then I, I, f I found some um, biblical illustrations, actually. Uh, the, the Hebrew word is chesed, which means uh, kindness, mercy, or loving kindness. So when we read those words in the Old Testament, that's, 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 that's what that means. I found five miseries, um, that uh, at least five that we can, we can trace and talk about the mercy that God showed. And the first one, suffering the consequences of unfair treatment. And I talked about Joseph in prison. And I think probably most of us at one time in our life has faced that unfair, unfair treatment. Either somebody said something mm -hmm. or uh, we were denied something for, for whatever reason that was. And I think we've, you know, um, we, we faced that. And, of course, Joseph, through God's help, uh, endured that, being in prison. And he got out and then he was second in command of the whole country of Egypt. Right. And the second, the second was enduring grief after the loss of a loved one. You know, I talked about Naomi and her sons died, and her daughter-in-laws, and um, how mercy. It says she said this in verse eight in Ruth, chapter one. Go, return each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly. There's that word she said, with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the third was struggling with the limitations of a disability. And of course, that was, that was a, from Saul's grandson, Mephibosheth. Because David and Saul, you know, Saul tried to kill him, <laughs> throwed spears mm -hmm. at him and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. His son Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth, and he was crippled. And uh, do not fear, this is what David said to Mephibosheth, who probably trembled at the the concept because he knew probably knew the relationship between Saul and David but then he knew the relationship between David and Jonathan because they loved each other as brothers mm -hmm. and then David starts out speaking to Mephibosheth do not fear for I will surely show kindness to you for the sake of your father Jonathan and that's just said again and if fourth misery is hurting physically how you stand that and we talked about that last week a little bit with Job covered in pain and he said in verse 12 uh, in, in Job 10, Thou hast granted me life and loving kindness, and thy care has preserved my spirit. Loving kindness, same word, just said. 
I will love and trust you, God, even in my misery. Man, oh man, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. And we we sometimes are pretty spoiled. But it, it, it's hard for us to say that, that when yeah. we're in extreme pain, that we say, you know, God, I'm going to trust you, whatever whatever happens. And then the last one, five, was bearing the guilt of transgressions, and that's hiding your sin. And uh, Psalm 32, we talked about that and being under that heavy load and what that what that can do uh, to a person. Many are the sorrows, in verse 10, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord's Lord, loving kindness, just said, shall surround him. So, and then Psalm 23, David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of life. And then we skip fast forward to Psalm 52 after his terrible sin with Bathsheba. And then after he had her husband killed and on and on and on, he stole another man's wife. He says, be gracious to me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, thy chesed. That's, he came back to that. that mm. he knew he, because, he, because of his sin, he tried to hide it. He'd lost his joy. Right. I'm sure many of us today, if you hear this, have, you've lost your joy before. Mm. And it wasn't that God took it away from you. You, you uh, gave it back to God in a sense. You relinquished it because of your sin. Right. And man, oh man, when you're out of... You're out of touch with God. It, things aren't right. None of your relationships work right, even with your family. I don't think that's just my opinion, but I, I, I believe in that. Hmm. Mercy at work personally, in all of our lives. Mercy gives relief to the miserable. And man, oh man, well, I think I don't know if there's any human alive that's never been miserable. Whether it's in any of these situations that I right. The sad part about it, people that are lost. They don't understand where that miserableness is coming from, right? That's because right. they have God's DNA in them. Yeah, there's there's they're missing something. Right, there's a hole in their heart. It's their they're uh, seeking for something. They just can't. They're not. They don't know what it is. Not landing. And that on spirit it. chamber is completely black. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a black hole. That's right. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that comes in, and fills that up with light. Right. That's the only one that can fill it up. Because honestly, that like a black hole, it just anything that's put in there is just lost. It 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 never grabs a hold of that that uh, eternal factor that uh, design of the dna that god has interwoven into each of our souls longing to to worship him and to have relationship it it is a sad state when when those that now have been uh, found in christ realize it and then try to uh, tell others and testify to those and that is where that is saying look please understand this is the trueness of hope and of and, and the factor that where God's great mercy and grace has has given you a chance for, for that hole to be filled even I tell you another thing that proves that even in primitive tribes tribes they're worshiping something. Mm-hmm. Might be an idol. Might be mm-hmm. something. But there's something God had put that uh, inert desire in each person to worship, to worship Him. Mm-hmm. But even in tribes that they don't know about God, that of course Wycliffe Bible translators has pretty much covered the globe. But they they'll find in all those that they're 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 worshiping something. Yeah, it's there. It's there in them. Um, when I am treated unfairly, God's mercy relieves my bitterness. When I grieve over loss, it re- relieves my pain. 
When I struggle with a disability, it relieves my pity. When I endure physical pain, it relieves my hopelessness. And when I deal with sinful actions, it relieves my guilt. That's what mercy does. You know, and then I closed, you know, with that story, uh, that other, I didn't show a clip from Tender Mercies, but it shows the mercy of that wife in there. Because of Tender Mercies, that she stayed together with her husband and they got kind of got back together. And then I close with that example theologically about the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. That that's where, man, oh man, I've talked about this a lot, but when you think about the sacrifices in the Old Testament and all the blood that was poured over that mercy seat, what a mess that would have been. But it wasn't a place of law, it was a place of mercy as was Calvary. I think a lot of times we as believers, we do know that he went through pain and agony. But Calvary was a place of mercy instead of death. Right. It was life for us, brought us eternal life Mm -hmm. through that whole concept, the crucifixion and the resurrection, you know, so. I think think in in a lot of ways, the American church has become so lethargic and that's that's a statement right there and a and a half but i think that we have become lethargic and spoiled in a lot of ways because we have we have had our freedom religious freedom yeah. and and the type of life that we have here now you you go and you've been in other parts of the world you have stated it you've stated uh in places like Russia, and places like uh, uh, certain places in Europe and and uh, the Middle East right now, there are people that are um, being persecuted mm-hmm. for their faith. We uh, talked in podcasts past that about persecution and the types of persecution here in the states are nothing like those that are. Being oh, persecuted no. for the faith there, but it's it, it it's disconnected, isn't it? It, yeah. it does, but and it's almost like well, that's there, and we're the church here. Well, the fact is, is that we're the church. Kind of started this whole podcast by saying that we are the church, the body mm-hmm. of Christ. So, what is happening there is happening to the body of Christ, and in our processes of mercy. And understanding, I'm just calling this out to us today as we're list, as as we're talking, and as you're hearing this and listening to this podcast, I'm calling out for you to be careful, to make sure that the that the mercy that's been granted to you is not done in vain, that you just take it for granted. And it's like, well, there's grace. You know, if I sin, I'll, you know, my sugar daddy, God, is going to fix yeah. me. He's going to be there. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that we, that, we, that we lose out on the fact of his completeness in us, what he's continuing to do. Um, at the beginning of this year, had a chance to to preach and I just really appreciate that and God brought to me the message of 2020 the the vision 2020 not just the you know the year but the 
the fact that uh, you know, perfect vision is, is stated as 2020. Mm -hmm. And in that, talked about in that second message about sanctification and what does that look like within our lives? What is that? What is that call for us to be sanctified in Christ through, in, in God, mm -hmm. in His holiness? And as He calls us, we are each a part of a significant part of Christ's body. So therefore, we're part of the church, which is Christ's body. As we look in the Word and the Scriptures, we see the different ones. Um, being separate yet united in mm -hmm. Corinth, Ephesus, um, the Philip, uh, the Philippines, uh, Philippians, right, and and uh, uh, Galatians, and I mean, you go down the list of all of these different churches. Of you know, Paul is speaking to them, and he's look, look, connect, be connected, don't forget your heritage, mm -hmm. and don't become anti-Semitic. Now I'm really I'm getting a little bit deep here, but in the sense that is this, stay connected. Yeah, we are the body of Christ, Jews and Gentiles. Yeah. So therefore, the mercy of God, I'm gonna have to come back around here. It's kind of getting down a little bit of a wormhole. The mercy of God, speaking of the great mercy of God, it's so important for us to make sure that our lives, your life, Pastor, my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, those that are listening, each individuals, are not only connected to the body, crossroads and beyond, and the churches of, that believe in Jesus Christ, but that we are first connecting with the mercy and the grace of God that gives us a chance to continue this great holiness quest. Keep yourself looking to make sure that your eyes are not blinded by things that are, are making things fuzzy. Clear away the things that are in front of you and look to the Word of God. Make clear the understanding that Jesus died for you, that He is after you, that He loves you, but then you have a responsibility. Yeah, because Paul said, throw off all that weight that's, that's it. dragging you down. Yes. Get rid of it. That's Be it. light. Run the race. That's it. <laughs> So yeah, it's good. it's a great message, and I appreciate you know you bringing that to um, very pointed ways. And and here's another thing I was going to point out that not only is God the great giver of mercy, but then we, being a reflection of Him, we need to we need to give that to one another. Mm -hmm. We we need to be merciful. We need to be understanding. Exactly. We need to be, if we're going to have the heart of Christ, it just makes sense. So may His extension to us be an extension to others. Yeah. Therefore, what? So that we can draw more people yeah. to the love of Jesus Christ. It's like Christ's parable of the unjust steward. He was forgiven. He didn't go and forgive. Yes. He just the opposite. <laughs> exactly. It didn't turn out so good for him. Well, and that leads us into the next um, next pa uh, message that's coming up this weekend, which uh, speaks of faithfulness. What what's our what's uh, your title? God's great faithfulness. And I'm start I'm starting I'm talking about how we rationalize that away sometimes that we uh, how faithful God was to the children of Israel, and they just kept 
turning away, turning away, mm-hmm. turning away, and God brought judgment on them, actually. But it, it was a cycle that they continued to repeat. In 722 B.C., the Assyrians invaded the northern kingdom of Israel, took the Jews of that region into captivity. It was because they didn't trust God's faithfulness. Mm. Then in 536, the Babylonian army swarmed over Jerusalem, took that southern kingdom, Caffin, and marched the people of Judah off to Babylon. God's people were swept away by a whirlwind. And it was all because of sin, because they didn't hang on or buy into to, uh, God's, God's faithfulness. And then, of course, poor old Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, he was around then, and he, he took the like the weight of of the Israelites, of the Jews upon him, and it made him just sit around and cry all the time. Uh, Lament, that's what Lamentations is about, is his cryings. Lamentation 3, 1 through 3. I am the man who has seen affliction. Because of the rod of his wrath, he has driven me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely against me he has turned his hand repeatedly all the day. Even when I cry out and call for help, he shuts out my prayers. He has blocked my ways with hewn stone. He has made my paths crooked. He is to me like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in secret places. He has turned aside my ways and torn me to pieces. He has made me desolate. Hmm. So the people were in desolation. So the prophet was as well. And then God would tell him <laughs> to go to these people and tell them what they've been doing. And, it, you know, I don't know how long he spent lowered in the mud in a cistern in a dungeon yeah. up to his up to his armpits in mud. Good night. Yeah, I, and he was in there a long time. I don't remember, you know. Uh, but, but then then in verse 21, it changes. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Verse 22, the Lord's loving kindness. There's that chesed again. Indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. So he came, he came back around. <laughs> he finally remembered through all of the misery that he had seen his experience of, about God's faithfulness. Compassion means sympathetic love, concern for the helpless, and that's what God has for us. And there, you know, we we talk, use this story a lot about the prodigal, but that is exactly what happened, and that's what happens when we turn to God, back to God. He's got his arms open. And then in Lamentations 3.23, Jeremiah said, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He's talking about God's, God's blessings and his compassions, you know. So um, here's a suggestion worth trying as we, we, we think about God's faithfulness. As we, we wait patiently, we stop running and start waiting. Instead of ignoring him, we start seeking him again. Stop talking and sit silently. You know, and, that's, and then the last one was submit to God willingly. In verses 31 and 32, Jeremiah says, For the Lord will not reject forever, for if he causes grief, though he will have compassion, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. There's that word again. It's, it's all through. That just said yeah. is all through the Old Testament. Is what, what it, you know, and that's... Sometimes when I go over these messages without preaching them, it, it's kind of hard to follow, but once you hear it, uh, it all comes together, but God's great faithfulness is always there, and we're remiss sometimes to really grasp it. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's so pertinent that 
and um, and in these times in which we live yeah. that we need to really sink into his faithfulness yeah and like you have said and like we've spoken numerous times this we're going to continue on in the situation we're in in this world uh, we don't know about the virus and how long it's going to be but we have to survive during it and we, we have to survive physically and mentally and spiritually and we cannot let that and all the other troubles of the world steal that from us yeah. our, our spiritual side is the most important yeah God tells you to take care of your body on and on but when Christ spoke into people's lives he was most concerned about their soul and their spiritual side uh, when he told the Pharisees, I've, I've, I've come for the sick. I haven't come for the well. Right. Well, and the sick in the Greek is no see. It means sick in the mind. That he, God heals. He's more concerned about our spiritual nature than he is our physical. Mm -hmm. He tells us to keep our body in shape so we can serve him better. Right, right. You can't serve him if you have to lay in bed all the time or you're in a wheelchair or on crutches. Right. He wants you to stay fit for that. That's the only reason he wants you to be healthy to serve him. Right. I mean, that's how I see it. But nonetheless, but it, it, he is always concerned about our spiritual side because in the believer's life, our spiritual condition affects every other relationship that we have. Uh, it's like the couple got married. You know, you, uh, this last Saturday, you, you tell them, you see on a triangle, and at the base, you've got husband wife and at the very top is Jesus and the closer you follow that triangle up the closer they get to Jesus the closer they get to each other right if, if there's any advice that you can give anybody in life and especially couples getting married is to make Christ the center of your marriage make him the center of your life because it affects everything right because there's so, like, there's going to be a continual and constant attack to, to that's every pull day. you away it's every day every day for all of us, nobody's immune. I think a lot of people think when you, you get to a certain point that there won't be temptation or you won't know we're we got an old nature. It's never going to leave you alone. You got to be able to control it. Right. So. Well, and, and it, that's a skinny on that. It, it is so important to remember that His faithfulness is uh, mercy and His faithfulness is consistent and awesome faithfulness through time will remain yeah how did you how do you let's step back a few years and i say a few years it's been a lot of years and some of you that are hearing this right now will say well i i've you know i've heard about it i've studied i guess a little bit in school but the great depression yeah i mean it was severe very and food lines and Everything else, it affected people really suffered. Everybody, it, to some extent, everyone was affected. Yeah, God remained faithful. Yeah, we, we as, as part of the body of Christ, need to remain centered in Him, so that we can remain faithful to Him in His faithfulness. Yeah. Continue to be a light to those. Pray for those that are, um, you know, sometimes when we pray, we get like this, don't we? We, we pray and, we, and our, our selfish thoughts get in there and then we pray specifically the way that we think that needs to be yeah. dealt with, right? And so we've got to be careful 
to to pray uh, to to pray in a selfless way so those uh, so those prayers go to the throne in a way that are petitions right. after the heart of God mm-hmm. you know um, any any way that we can be uh, bridge the gap let's do it but it will be important to continue to do it in a way that is focused on the heart mm-hmm. of God. So, right. well, thanks for being a part of of listening today, folks. And and we do pray that you glean information from this and that your heart is inspired to continue to move forward. And and as Pastor uh, prays here as as we wrap this time up, may may your heart be pulled towards. Uh, reassessing and uh, and the acknowledgement of of God's great mercy in your life and his tender mercies and his mm-hmm. amazing grace pastor Lord we uh, take advantage sometimes of your mercy and your grace but boy we sure glad we got it and a lot of times we don't understand it because uh, we are the miserable and sometimes when we sin it makes us feel that way and the guilt comes and holy spirit you kind of grip her hard and it's an amazing thing lord all we have to do is ask for forgiveness and confess our sins and you wipe our slate clean again that's just uh it's it's beyond anything human minds can comprehend because we're not that way we hold grudges and um, we don't get over things we remember stuff and 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 you don't uh, especially our sin, you, you cast it in the deepest part of the ocean, and as I've said before, you put up a no fishing sign, it's gone, and we can go on in our lives, and as always, Lord, you tell us, uh, try to do better next time. So we thank you for that mercy, Lord, and uh, as we talk about faithfulness, how faithful you are, and sometimes it makes us realize how faithless we are, and mm. that we might increase that faith. And Father, as we, we think about where we're at, Mighty, may each one of us really examine our relationship with you right now. And Holy Spirit, as you show us, if there's any sin, that we might confess it and get where we need to be and continuously remind us, Lord, that in this world in which we live, where there are trouble and tribulations, things going on around us, uh, the virus and on and on and on and all the problems that's caused, that we are your children and you do love us and it's going to be all right. Mm. And help us to trust you in that. Again, I thank you for this time. I just ask that you bless all these folks that listen. Lord, we ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining us here on the podcast. And uh, thank you, Pastor, for joining me. It's always a pleasure to uh, have this conversation. And and, uh, we'll continue to move forward into each and every week and each and every day be praying for us as your staff as the staff of crossroads and um, that, that we'll continue to lead according to how god leads us and um, we are so thankful to be able to bring this to you and uh, may you share it with others that need to hear it as well god bless you and until next week we'll say goodbye